BFF Beer Friends Football. What is going on, everyone? We're back from a little hiatus. This is episode 30. I feel like we've been dealing with Zombac shit for so long. But, yeah, let's get to it. Um, Zombac, you're no longer a defending champ, so you're just Zombac. Thank you joining us. I haven't been a defending champ, though, for months. Yeah, well, we haven't been on for months. I'll get over it. Jordan didn't win. I'm good with it. I mean, I'm content. There's not much more you can ask for. Fair. And then, Jordan, other co-host. What's up? Back from a decent-sized hiatus. Yeah, we a little, I don't, a little brace key. You're gone for like a little month here, but let's get to our honorary beer review because I'm thirsty as shit. We had to wait for Zombek for forever, so <laughs> let's crack these things. You guys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. A little cap action. Oh, oh yeah. That is a good, good beer. I've got a uh, Trogues Java Head Stout. It's brewed with coffee beans, it says. What percent is this thing? Uh, Round six. I don't even know. They got the, the thing's ripped, so I, can't, I don't even know. I think oh, it's seven, about six point seven. Seven and a half. Seven and a half, yep. <clears throat> I have some of those in my fridge. They are pretty good. I'm not the biggest coffee coffee beer fan, but they're good. Yeah, it's a good one. What you got? I have the Lakeshore Fog by Southern Tier. A little hazy, juicy IPA. I think it's 6.2. It's, uh, it's pretty good. That nice uh, New England style. I'm not a hazy guy, but George, what you got? Got a, a local mindful brewing lager called the La Bamba. Pretty good. Had it over the weekend. Sure it's not the La Bamba? That's what I was about to say. Fucking could be that too. I don't know how pronounce it. It's in a song, right? Yeah. That is a song. Yeah. Isn't probably that then. Yeah, that one. Uh, well, you sound like anyway. Tyson Fury singing during the podcast. <clears throat> Me? Yeah. Really? I'm, I'm a pretty good singer on it. Dude, his entrance was oh, legendary. It was fucking fantastic. I... Coming, coming off the Patsy Klein, it was so good. And the throne, the throne. I mean, I know it's a football podcast, but that fight was fantastic. Yeah, that was a funny entrance, though. Just coming out the Patsy Klein is so funny. But um, anyway. Uh, this episode, we're going to switch it up a little bit, so we just want to talk about some guys that we watched growing up that either were our favorite players or sort of got us into football. Um, like, I don't know. I don't. It's too early to be talking about draft and all that shit. So, um, Zombek, do you want to start with uh, one of your guys that you liked growing up? Who's one of your mains? Who you little, sure. little jersey you wore when you were like? Little kid. Well, I can't remember if it was my first jersey or not, but it's definitely one of the early on ones. My boy Antoine Randall I, I mean, the biggest part of it was, you know, 
what Super Bowl forty three or forty with the 40. touchdown pass with the touchdown pass. That was it's probably one of my favorite plays ever, the, if not in Super Bowl history. It's one of the best plays ever in Super Bowl history. Yeah, agreed. And like I always love the fact that, you know, he was able to play both those positions. Cause I mean you got people out here throwing passes that like you got punters throwing passes, but I mean he played quarterback in college, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. And I just I love the dual threat, you know, the trick plays, trick plays make everything, especially when you're young and like you know, you see the quarterback drop back, throw the pass, it is bing bang, whatever. But you know, you got a little trick plays in there, it's just it's really exciting. But he's definitely one of my first jerseys. The dude was always healthy. He only missed one game in his entire career. He didn't have the longest career, played, what, eight years, nine years, looking at it. <clears throat> yeah, he had that little what, he, a little stint with uh, Washington. Yeah, he was there like three or four years. Which was a mistake, but they paid him a shit ton of money to yeah. go there. So the sad, one of my saddest days was the day that he left and – when he came back a few years later, I was like, this is the best. I can break the jersey back out of retirement. We're in it. I mean, yardage-wise, he didn't have – I mean, he only broke 600 twice. So, I mean, he wasn't your biggest biggest threat. But just the way he played, like the excitement he brought, to me at least, watching him was just – I don't know. It was definitely was one of those guys that brought me into it. I mean, for his era, he was a good number two. I mean, he played in the early 2000s, and that's really what a number two put up. Right. Um, You know, especially on a team that was more run-heavy. Steelers were really run-heavy in those years. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, dude, that's that's a highlight reel, watching him throw that touchdown pass to Hines. And, you know, he was was just like one of those guys that when he touched the ball, you were like, oh, shit. You know, he returned it, too. He was a return guy. Yeah. Just an exciting player to watch for sure. Definitely got memories of him. But, George, who you got? I got another Steeler legend. Um, probably for the 99% of Steeler fans, is Troy Apollomalo is one of their favorite guys. Um, it's kind of hard not being a Steelers fan and just a football fan in general. The guy was just electric all over the field. Don't get me wrong, he had a pretty big fair share of plays that just flat out failed and screwed the Steelers um, for big gains or touchdowns or whatever. But when he hit one of those nice plays, it was insane. Like, you, your jaw dropped. Like, for instance, I think it was against Tennessee where he jumped over the line on a goal line stand and sack the quarterback yeah right as the ball was snapped it's stuff like that just completely changed the game he's not your typical strong safety at all he was more of a free safety style um although he did play the strong safety position but yeah he just he knew just, where the play was going yeah his instincts just were in just case on a, another level like just in case anyone doesn't know who you're talking about. We're talking about Paul Amalu because you didn't say it, but I think everyone I can now assume. Oh, did you? I didn't hear it. Okay. Yes, I said well, it. Well, 2020 Hall of like, Famer. 
I didn't say the words yeah. Troy Polamalu was my was one of my favorite players, but I did say his name in the beginning. But yeah, he's just his instincts were are just insane, you know. Um, Dude, how about that pick against was it San Diego? I think when he just like dove and slid his fingertips underneath it. I mean, that's always on highlight reel. Fingertips up under yeah. it to keep it off the ground. They had to do like 19 replays to make sure that that was an actual interception. I remember that game. Yeah, dude, he um, was well. He's obviously one of the best. He's a Hall of Famer, but yeah. Just, I got my hands on a signed picture of him jumping over the line, sacking Flacco. Hung up in my bedroom, you know, as soon as I got it, and it's still hanging in my office today. Do you guys remember? Oh, man, who was it? He literally tackled him backwards. He Paul Molu didn't. He like spun and his back was turned and then Paul Molo like threw his arm like Paul Molo's back was turned to this player. And he threw his arms backwards and wrapped him up that way and tackled him. I don't remember that. Yeah, dude, that's always on a highlight reel too. I cannot remember who it was like a running back. I think it was maybe the Ravens or something, but I was just like, How can you tackle someone backwards? Um <laughs> so the was kind just, of player he was. Yeah, and, and then they'll There'll never be another guy like him that just like literally you could not account for at all. No. And uh, yeah, there you... there are some great safeties in today's NFL, but not even like like nobody even comes close to him and Ed Reed right now. Like Jamal Adams is really good. Um, there's a couple other guys. I know Derwin James is an up and coming guy. Harrison Smith is a good safety. Uh, one of the McCordy brothers is a good safety, but just no one is even close to being able to do what they did. Dude, I'm pretty sure it was Deshaun Jackson he tackled backwards, which is in itself is incredibly difficult to tackle him forward. Fact. But it is a Eagles player. I can't see who it is. I'm watching the thing. It's a number ten who I thought was is Deshaun Jackson, but probably I don't know. I don't know of another another number 10 in Troy's career. McNabb is the quarterback. That's why I'm not sure. But, I mean, that guy was just unbelievable. I think the greatest thing he did recently was after he got the Hall of Fame nod, he was on the um, Sirius NFL channel talking to a guy named Charlie Weiss, who was the offense coordinator for the Patriots' first three Super Bowls. And the Patriots guy was interviewing him, and he was like, yeah, it was really hard to game plan for you, and you you were a pain, and we could never just figure out where you were. And uh, Paul Amala was like, well, I don't know why that was so hard. You guys had our games on film, and I was like, oh, throwing some shade at the spy gate. He was like, we should put some asterisks next to those wins. And I was like, Troy, I cannot believe you just said that to the man's face, but it was fantastic. It was That's like, pretty – That was, I actually did not hear that or even see like that on month. social media. So – to hear that from him, from a guy who ne- like never talks shit on, you know, everything he said was always like always in fun, always in jest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Any he was interview laughing, he but... had, it was never like that. I can't speak for him on the field because I never played against him. <laughs> but yeah, whenever he had like an interview, he was always just a soft-spoken guy. So hearing that is actually hilarious. So good, but uh, a guy for me. Um, I guess don't want to keep pounding the Steeler train, but this is the guy who literally got me into football. Um, just 
growing up, my first memories of this guy really got me to want to play defense. And that's actually who my first jersey was. My first jersey number was 92. And it was actually, this was the first James Harrison. James Harrison came on after he left and took that number. But Jason Gilden was, dude, he was killer when he played for the Steelers. He played for like, I think he only played 10 years total, but only nine with the Steelers. And he didn't even start until his third season. And he ended up, he had the Steelers sack record of 77. But he finished his career with 80 sacks for only starting, uh, let's see, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight full seasons as a starter. Actually, I'm sorry, seven full seasons as a starter. And he got 80 career sacks. So he did pretty good. He retired pretty young, too. It's 32. But, dude, he was just monster back in the day um that was like my first that's that's the guy i wanted to be like and i picked number 92 just because of him um but you know he had his biggest was 2000 where he did 13 and a half sacks i'm just looking at stats now i don't give you tackles on here which is stupid but he had a touchdown that year i mean he killed and then he obviously parted ways, and he went to Jacksonville, and then that was it for his career. But that was my man, dude. But, um, Zombeck, who's your second guy? I'm going to stay on the Steeler train here because, I mean, he was just a man. I mean, Heath Miller, he's my boy. He, uh, what, he played about 11 years. Rarely missed games. I mean, he's it wasn't your today's tight end. You know, today's tight end, you got Kelsey, Kittle, you know, bigger guys that are out there catching Athletic. the ball. Yeah. He's Miller was out Don't block as much. He was kind of a block first, you know, run out to the side, catch a pass for a nice 10, 15 yards, first down, or touchdowns here and there. It's just, he was another guy that just really got me excited for the game. Also had his jersey. I was a big fan of the guys that, like, weren't – like, I never wanted a Ben jersey. I never wanted to be – I never wanted the main guy on any team. It was always, like, the other guys, the smaller guys that were out there working just as hard, getting stuff done to help the team be successful. And, I mean, even him, he – just looking at his stats compared to Randall Wells, it looks like he had more yards than him a lot of years, (laughs) which – just speaks to the fact that he was an incredible tight end. And whenever, you know, it was time for him to go, it made me sad because they have yet to replace him in my mind. And every guy they bring in or draft is just not that guy. You know, when Jesse James got drafted, I was like, oh, maybe there's hope, another big guy. But, I mean, he's poop. And then, personally, I'm not a big Vance McDonald fan. But, I mean, he's never healthy. He's going to complete opposite of Heath Miller in that fact. But you know, I tell you, I tell you what's annoying is that Steelers fans yelling Heath every time some tight end catches the ball. It's like, guys, he hasn't played for six years. You know, I like that in like memoriam, but but I did not like it when they did that to Jesse James because it it did show the fact that like people just weren't paying attention, but also that it was kind of disrespectful to Heath because Jesse James was no Heath Miller. True. I mean, talk about a guy who never dropped passes, dude. Heath yeah. caught everything. I, I want to see if we can find that stat, like how many drop passes he's had, because it's 
it's I mean, low I as got, hell. I have targets and receptions here, but that's not dropped. But even there, he, I mean, he was catching 75% of his targets. So you got to throw in some air there for the quarterback being targeted. But, you know, it's just not like a, a good How pass. So he – oh, that's just, that's just in a decade. Damn. Let me see if I can find it. But it just says in this decade, the, the last decade, he caught 348 passes and only dropped 17. That's incredible. That's fantastic. Yeah. Let me see if I can find more stats. But, I mean, that was literally Ben's, Ben's security blanket. Yeah, I yeah. mean. I mean, you could, you could blame us not getting to another Super Bowl because of that fact. I mean, so we don't we, have that guy, that extra blocker that can go out and is a guaranteed catch and first down at any point in the game. In his final season, when he was, I don't know, he was like 34. It wasn't like super old, but he, he got 60 passes and didn't drop any of them. In his last season, like that's that's pretty incredible if you ask me. Yeah. So it says he... He averaged 2.8 drops per year. That's pretty freaking good. But, yeah, that guy was just a monster. I mean, I love watching him play. I still have a Bumblebee Steelers jersey of his. but uh, You know, everyone hated on those jerseys. I love but them. I love them. And to correct my staff from earlier, I was correct. He had about 2,100 more yards than Randall all had across both <laughs> careers. Yeah, man. I mean, was... you're looking at 11 to 8, 9 years. But, I mean <laughs> – Randall wasn't catching two, like two, a thousand yards in the last two seasons anyway. So he was so good, but hell of a guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jordan, who's your second man up? Uh, I'm gonna move away from the Steelers now. Get a little bit different. Um, but a lot of people's idols, and especially for Minnesota fans, Randy Moss. Is just a freak. Um, just growing up, like, come on, you got mossed, and like that. Yeah, kids, that was a thing before it became a segment segment on Monday Night Football. Like that yeah. was a thing. It's just, it's so awesome, like, to watch him do the things he did was just amazing, and then watch him go from. The Vikings to his down years as a Raider, and then when he, as much as I hate to say it, when he got to New England, man, Ugh. It, it was out. A, yeah, it was a nightmare. Like, just unfair. What was like, even and, more incredible is he just stopped. He just stopped all showboating everything. He stopped exactly who he was when he went to New England. Oh, he became the Patriots' way. Yeah, it was crazy. Hey man, whenever somebody's telling you we will win you a Super Bowl if you just yeah. don't be an ass on the field. But yeah, man, he, just he was thirty when he went to New England, and he, he the was best the best career. wide receiver in the league by he had the best year of his whole career when he was thirty. That is crazy. Well, yeah. it depends on how you look at it. He didn't have the most yardage, but he had the most touchdowns because he still has the record. But Dude, that guy was freaking unbelievable. Him and Dante Culpepper in the early 2000s. Oh, dude, they were lights out. And Culpepper isn't even like 
an amazing quarterback. He was really good. But man, just going back and watching his highlights, which I I have done recently, it's just you're like, dude, how? Why? Like, why did you have to end that man's career every single time you caught a touchdown? <laughs> like, it's just he, I mean, he was so fun to watch. Like the, the and he's not in the. Uh, I just can't speak words for how just fun it was to watch him because he was so fast too. Yeah. Like he was, I think six, four, six, four and had like sub four, four speed. It's like, I'm pretty sure at one point, like, well, not sub four, four, that's insane. But he, 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 ran, he, he ran a four, two, five. Then there you go. I was right. That is, that is insane. For a six, four non track star. That is insane. Like, he just burnt the shit out of everybody. Like, dude, he, he's in the these the new Maddens too, and it's unfair. <laughs> like, it's seriously unfair. Like, so you put, put him against Tyreek Hill, and it's you're like, all right, why is Tyreek Hill even in this game? But yeah, it's so, just uh, so, so. Put f- that in perspective. His forty time. Mike Vick ran a four point three. AB ran a 4.47. AB's fast. And AB's fast. And so Randy running a 4.23. Yeah, that's just insane. I mean, him, him, Terrell Owens, and Antonio Brown are the three best receivers in my lifetime that I've ever watched. I mean, he was was one of those guys that – go ahead, you finish your point. I think you can cycle AB in in maybe in and out with, like, you know, Julio Jones or Megatron, but, like – yeah. T.O. and and Randy Moss are the t- I mean stats alone they are just the top physical. Yes. First of all, Terrell Ter- Owens played on a broken freaking leg in the Super Bowl. I mean these two guys are such phenomenal players, and yeah, I don't think, I, I don't know if we'll see that kind of talent again. But I don't in know the man. Next few years, I'm sure we're going to see talent like that again. But I'm saying right now, I don't think there's anyone even Holdy is not on the level of those two guys. No, and that's who that's the only player in my opinion that you can say is even remotely in the same realm and even then that's still kind of injustice to right. Randy Moss. Especially like, Julio Randy is, play is amazing. Julio has been playing with Matt Ryan who was definitely better than all the quarterbacks besides Brady that Randy played with. For right. sure. Like I I'm sorry DeAndre Hopkins, like you are really good at football. But Julio is better. Like he just consistently puts up those numbers, and I understand Matt Ryan is way better than all of the quarterbacks that you know Hopkins has had. But still, like Julio does it all the time, anywhere, whatever he's doing, he's just doing whatever. But yeah, I I would agree. T.O., Randy Moss, and then Calvin Johnson for me are the three best wide receivers that I have seen in my lifetime. And then you can shore up, you know, whatever top five, top ten, whatever you want to do after that. Yeah, sorry, right, Zombie. Well, Randall Randall is like 85th. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, anyway. I'm not, not throwing him <laughs> safe concession. But, I mean, Randy Moss, he's one of those guys that, like, when you're playing backyard football, like, you know, you we attributed to him. We attributed him. We, like, you know, me and my brother, his cousin was playing football. Somebody was Randy Moss out in the field, like. 
you know, my one brother was Randy Moss, my one other brother was Bettis. You know, it was it was one of those things. It's like those were the players that you wanted to be. Anytime you out jump someone for the ball, someone I don't care if it's your grandma, someone Everybody. yelled Moss. Somebody Everybody. yelled Moss. Yeah. Yep. Whoever was not getting mossed yelled mossed. Yeah. Like it, that's just that was the rule. You had to do it. And yeah, I will but, add in with his uh, son coming out this year, correct? Yep. Yeah, Thaddeus Moss, tight end. Hope. Well, I guess that's not going to be the same thing then. I was thinking I mean, he was wide he's receiver. Still tall as shit. Like sure. Him. Sure, but I mean, I guess he, I mean, he's a tight end. He's probably not going to have the exact same. No, he's not going to be the same physique. I mean, he's 6'2". He's a couple inches shorter. He's probably, well, I'm going to say he's definitely not as fast as him. I mean, who runs a 4'25"? We'll see if combine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not going to run a 4'25 as a tight end. But, I mean, a I lot of people have given him pretty five. high grades. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a good blocker, too, so he's gotten. Yeah, it, man, it, it, I, I it hope he goes cool somewhere and can just, get him. you know, show out. We got an opening. I would like the Steelers to get him, but I think they may they might would they may have to trade up for that. I'm not 100 percent sure if he would fall to the mid to late know. round, second round. Yeah, that's where we I'm are. I'm actually with that, gonna so. look at uh, I'm gonna look at a mock draft to see where he is because if he's in you know that late second round, that might be a position I look for for the Steelers. If you're not looking for offensive line at that point, I mean I feel like they are. But uh, yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. like they always say, though, that they go on best player selected, not necessarily what we need. Yeah. But so and, and we I mean, that is a need. We can all agree that tight end yeah. here in Pittsburgh right. is a need. Yeah, sure. especially with Ben coming in, I think a tight end would be pretty great. And I know it's never going to happen because they just going to command way too much cap space, but yeah, Austin Hooper and Hunter Henry are free agents. <laughs> Man, what ah. leads me, that was a good transition because I sprung four players on you guys. I said, we can only do three, but I had to do four. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> so I'll just hit them together. So growing up as a kid, the Steelers, they weren't in their, in their like early thousands, like 2000 to like 2003. They were good, but they weren't like, you know, they weren't like just blowing teams out of the water. Indianapolis was doing that shit. And I became a real big Colts fan because of Peyton Manning. I know where this is going. Peyton Manning was torching teams. I mean, dude, the 04, yeah, 04 Colts, 04 or 03 Colts were, that's when Manning was breaking records. I mean, he was just fucking killing. And that team was one of the best teams I've ever seen to this day. That we we beat him in the playoffs thanks to uh, Ben Rosberg tackle who's my next player. Um, <laughs> Not surprised that you threw both of them in there. I had to man. I wasn't gonna go current, so I was gonna keep Ben out. But Ben is literally my favorite player of all time. If you go back and look at like Ben has transitioned his career like three different times, and it's That's insane. It is insane how he, that he can just change his style. He's like a pocket passer now. To go back and watch. From when he was drafted to like, I don't know, right before the second Super Bowl we won. So that like four to five year gap, that dude was in. All he did was break tackles and he just scrambled. And yeah. if you even go back and look at when he played, we played Arizona on the last drive. I mean, we were backed up with like on our own five yard line 
been should have been sacked, scrambles out and finds San Antonio Holmes 20 yards downfield to get a first down. It was like third and 15 because of a holding call. I mean, the dude was insane, and he still he gets no respect because people he's think not he's an the, asshole. He's not the fastest guy. Hell no, but he he's definitely the hardest quarterback to sack ever. Agreed. Someone that's not – I should rephrase that. Someone that's not a speedster. He's the hardest guy to, to tackle. Right. Um, but he's literally my favorite player of all time. And every time the playoffs would come up and him and Peyton Manning ran it, I was like, all right, if Ben doesn't make it, I want Peyton to make it. Like, Peyton is the smartest quarterback I've ever seen, ever. That guy was so good at just calling shit at the line. And Ben was – and Ben is just one of the most, like – I think Ben's the best improviser. He just he just does whatever he wants. He just calls a play and goes, ah, screw it. It's backyard football and just figures it out. I mean, watching these two guys still, I, it sucks that Manning's retired and Ben's not much longer. But those guys, I mean, that this was like the greatest, like, 20 years of football watching these two for me. But on that rant, I do have one more guy later. But those are my cool. two, those are my combined two guys i just had to do it with the transition of if we don't make it this is who i want to make it i am going to move into my guy who i'm happy to report is still a current player in, which i said uh, he would be i said it too drew Brees, my boy 20 played for 20 years for 19 so far 20 coming up yeah i mean talk about it one I mean, talk about can, if you gave a consistent label to some, actually someone that shouldn't even have a career, he, he they thought he was going to have a career-ending injury early in his career. But talk about consistent. I mean, is there anyone more consistent than him? Maybe Brady. But Brady's I mean, Brady throws four yards freaking pass. So right, we're know, looking at really, you look at these nine. You you scratch out his first year. He played one game. From then on, counting this past season, he's only played less than 15 games twice. So, I mean. That's incredible. Incredible. And, you know, what we got, completion percentage. Overall, we're sitting at 67.6, which is very good in my opinion. And then. He owns, like, almost every record. Basically, I mean, he's got, what, let's see. One, two, three, four. Five years with uh, over 5,000 yards thrown per season. It's just insane. And, I mean, yeah. it looks like like he had seven years where he had the most. And one of his 5,000, he didn't have the most. You know what's more insane, though? I mean, can you name his receivers? It, it, the, the guy he only threw to was Marcus Colston when he had all those passing yards. He yeah. didn't even have Michael Thomas. Right. Not, not no, no shit on Michael uh Marcus, what was his name? Marcus Michael Colson Thomas, his name, right? Oh yeah. No, no, the uh, Colson. Yeah, I mean, he he was a good receiver, but that's like all he had. He had him, and that's it. Right. And like he to just throw up those numbers with just like you know one receiver is insane. I mean, the guy has so many stats. It's like there I mean records. It's just sickening. I mean, you look at every single category. He's highlighted in bold at least once. I mean, yards, touchdowns, touchdown percentage, interceptions, <laughs> which, you know, downside there. But he's got the current, like a, a long, a 98-yard long pass. I mean, 
yards after catch or yards no yards per attempt. I mean he's got he's got records everywhere. It's just insane. I love the guy. He's exciting and every year, you know, it was nice. I had the Steelers and then I always called them my secondary team, my other black and gold team. I had the Saints opposite side, so it was like whoever was in the playoffs. I mean they only did it once, but I mean it was just it was great having a team on both sides with someone I was super excited about watching play. Dude, if you look at this is the the one stat that really jumps for me is he, he has this record fifty four straight games with a touchdown pass fifty four he's straight he so he played fifty four games in a row and threw a touchdown pass I know like that kind of seems like oh really but people score touchdowns all the time yeah that was also like early that started early mid to two thousands yeah like his streak ended in twenty twelve when you didn't really the passing game wasn't as elevated as it is now. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. And the fact that he was supposed to just not have a career because of a shoulder injury, which is funny because I don't know if you guys know, after that shoulder injury, the Chargers drafted Rivers and stuff, and basically they were moving on from Breeze. So Miami – what were you going to say? I'll say that was the best career move that Drew Breeze could have got handed. Look at this career move. So Miami, he was basically, it was like sold that he was going to Miami because everyone was afraid that he was just not going to, he was not going to be a hundred percent anymore because that's shorter injury. So uh, Nick Saban was the coach at the same time. So look, look at the trickle down effect. Had he gone to Miami and succeeded, Nick Saban may never go back to Alabama. That's a good point. And win all these championships. Um, so anyway, he, he met with there and it was like a lock. And then the one last meetings was Sean Payton wanted to go and meet him when he was like, I think he was like there for a year or two in, in New Orleans. And uh, he, Sean Payton said he was talking about the hurricane that hit there in the city and stuff. And Sean Payton was showing him like how it's rebuilt it and good neighborhoods. Sean Payton took a wrong turn. They went down the street and it was just destruction and poverty. And Sean Payton was like, shit, I just lost this. You know, I, I took him down to a bad neighborhood. He's probably going to say, screw it. Bree saw that and said he wanted to come here, win a championship for the city, and provide for the whole city. I was like, damn, dude. Imagine if he goes to Miami, where he probably would have not had this career. Let's be honest. Miami is a shithole of a team. Yeah. But. I mean, he's just such a likable guy. Like, personality-wise, like, everything about him is just – fantastic i mean he's quite yep. literally the polar opposite of a guy like aaron Rodgers. yeah he's just trash he's a trash human being <laughs> but drew Brees out here like every facet of his life he just kills it in just a great overall person agreed no well, george who's your last guy um i actually want to take a second because i did look up the mock draft while um ian's talking about the greatness of Drew Brees, which I agree with pretty much everything you guys said there, especially the part about Aaron Rodgers. Just want to throw it out. Um, Dude's a fuck. Yeah. Here's what it is. To, to put it bluntly and quickly. You um, think you'd take him in a fight, Zombie? Fuck yeah. I would What's knock him do? out like pull Tyson out. Fury knocked out Wilder. He'd just stand there and take shots to the face. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. He is like a whole shitty scotch. He's a whole foot taller than you. I'd knock that mustache right off his face. <laughs> He's so unlikable. 
We'll like, get into that next episode. Yeah, his his agent, much on him. his agent from the Allstate commercials or whatever, State Farm, is oh, so much more likable. It's and he's not even likable. That's what I'm saying. That's how unlikable he is. Anyway, we got what about the mock draft? Um, so Thaddeus Moss is projected 98, so the back of the third oh, round. Wow. Mm. And what's actually funny is I'm just looking at this and they. This this mock draft that I have is also projects possible like likely trades like trading up like they have the Patriots trading up for uh, Jake Fromm uh, from Georgia from State Farm. Yes. Did you actually see that? Uh, yeah. oh, I forget where yeah. that was. He actually wore a State Farm shirt. Fucking hilarious. Um, but shortly after. Wait, hold on. The- if State Farm doesn't sponsor him, I mean, Christ. That they, is just. They uh, have to. You like you have to. Yeah, I'd be like, I what? what how many zeros do I got to write in the check for you to be sponsored with us? Like seven thousand probably. Yeah. But I still. mean, do you figure that they're gonna be paying Rogers and Mahomes quite a bit? I'd be uh, fucking dropping drop Rogers, Rogers in a heartbeat for Jake Fromm. Hey, Dude, I you, would too. You don't, you don't think no they're pushing him out? <laughs> they brought him Mahomes. He's a Super Bowl winner. And see, if we're, while on the topic of uh, commercials here. I like the head and shoulders didn't push out Paul Amalu. They brought in Patrick Mahomes to be a nice counterbalance. I like that. That's respect, head and shoulders, and I'll keep buying your product. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Paul Amalu's hair is still looking good. Oh, fantastic. He's got a he's got an insurance thing out on his hair. It's a little gray, but anyway, go on with the <laughs> go on with Thaddeus. Um, shortly after Thaddeus in 98 is where he's projected. So literally the back of, of the, Ooh, um, that's weird. That's, uh, that's his dad's draft year. Um, shortly after they have the Steelers taking Jalen hurts, which would be wow. crazy if he really dropped to the fourth round. Why well, would we take Jalen hurts? We've drafted a quarterback that lasts like four years. Hey, fucking, it's better than the two. That just pisses that we me got. off. I agree, but it's still yeah, but pisses I mean, me. I'd be trying to win right now. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's, your, it's fourth round pick at that point. If Jalen Hurts is there, it'd be like, all right, that's I can't yeah. hate that. Like I, I'm not allowed. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. That Jalen Hurts was in the fourth fucking round. It's kind of crazy. And we got Duck on the practice squad. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Framsworth, you know. <laughs> anyway. So, um, for my third and final pick, another just pretty obvious guy that just changed the game for me while watching him. It was just so exciting. LaDainian Tomlinson. Another, dude, another guy that if you're playing the old Madden's, like Madden 2005, you go into the rosters and put him on whatever team you want to play as. So mm-hmm. you could use them, like it was like him, Randy Moss, Michael Vick, and Brian Erlacher. You put them on your roster. Oh yeah. And what? just, dude, I again, just take whatever I said about Randy Moss and translate that to a running back position, and that's what you get with Daniel Tomlinson. Agreed. Like it just so good, just juke move, just so elusive, fast. Can catch the football. Oh man, his year when he broke the touchdown record, 
Also a likable person, too. Yeah. Fan, he's fantastic on NFL Network. Love him. Yeah, not an a-hole at all. No. He's great. I love it. I don't know if Madden has done this because I'm not big into Madden, but they should make like an all-99 ranked team. They, 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 they used to make a Hall of, They used to have a Hall of Fame team in some of the older ones. Yeah, they I mean, but like across all time. Yeah, it was they, like ever. Like Marino was in it. Like it was like. They do that in terms of, it's called Ultimate Team. Since I know you don't play Madden, um, yeah. it's essentially like you're opening packs of football cards and creating a team from okay. them. And uh, they do that in a sense that they put out, like they put out the NFL 100 all-time team players. So Sammy Ball. I guess that makes sense. They said that this year. Yeah, they don't. They didn't put all of them out since they do need permission from the players in order to put them in their game. Since they're no longer. Uh, Fun fact. That's part. why Bill Bill Belichick's not in Madden because he wants on yeah. the waiver because he's, he's a fucking douche. But he's, he's not the part person. of the. No, he's there's actually at least I think one other coach, one other really? person that's like that. Yeah, he's just not part of the NFL coaches association. So because he's not douche. part of that, like if you ever look at their like even players, if you look at their like you know portrait in the game, on top or underneath it, it says NFLPA, and if they're part of the players association or the coaches association, they are allowed to be put in Madden. Like Madden has that. How about that? Uh, Deal God, with the NFL. I, I hate Bill Belichick. You know, as big of a douche as Belichick is, he's still not anywhere near as big of a douche as Rogers. That's fair. Anyway, I'll wrap it up with my last guy. Um, man, this is throwback city, but dude, watching this man—I mean, this dude was—I want to look up his forty time because he was enormous, but he was so fast that dude would either outrun you or run. Well, he'd run through you first. And then he'd outrun you, but uh, let me see if I can get his 40 time real quick. Let's see. He probably didn't even run the 40. It's like, I don't need to because I'm going to run through I mean, whoever comes up to me. Look, dude, look at these stats. He's six foot two, 248 pounds. He had 8% body fat. Wow. He I haven't seen that number in a while. He, he ran a 40. He ran a 40 hour match. <laughs> His 40-yard dash was 4.7. He bench pressed 445 pounds. He squatted 575 pounds. He had a 33-inch vertical jump. Woo! Pretty crazy I mean, for, for who he is. But you just, should actually say who it is so we all know. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was building it up. I was building it up. You got you got to let it marinate. So you're like, oh, my God, who is this guy? I want to know who it is. I thought I missed anyway. it, though. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. Anyway, A-Train... Mike Allstott, man, for the Buccaneers, he was a fullback. Look at these stats. As a fullback, he had 5,000 yards, 58 touchdowns as a fullback. This is back when fullbacks were key. Yeah, or actually useful. He was part of the um, Buccaneers Super Bowl winning team. Dude, he almost had 1,000 yards in 99. And let me add that he was also on a team with Work Done. Work Done was the running back there, and Work Done killed in uh, Tampa Bay. Dude, they also had the greatest nickname ever. So Mike Allstott's number was 40, and Work Done's initials were WD, so they called him WD-40. Oh, like, that's the best. So great, yeah. right? Can't argue that one. I mean, dude, if you 
anyone. We named after one of the best inventions in the world. Right. And look at this. So he, when I say he had 58 touchdowns, work done had almost 11,000 yards and only 49 touchdowns because they just give the A train. A train would just run that shit right through. Yeah, he's that was your uh, goal line guy. So 99 work done had 616 616 yards, zero touchdowns. Allstott had 949 yards, seven touchdowns. So a fullback had more stats than the running back. And work done was just work done was also really good, but he he ended up moving on to Atlanta. I think before I think actually before their Super Bowl, so that kind of sucks for him. But he had a good year. He had a good season. I mean career. But if if you just go look at Allstott's like highlights, it is unreal the things that that guy does. You're just like, how is that physically possible for a guy that big? I mean, he so he was bigger than the bus. I mean, he was. And the bus was a worse. tank. Yeah. I, I kind of want to know what Bettis's 40 time was just compared, but Bettis was also a smaller man when he was drafted. Hey, uh, certainly wasn't the man he was when he finished. Holy shit. But Bettis had a, ran a, Bettis ran a 4-4. I mean, doesn't surprise Bettis me. Bettis was not, he was built really well when he when was younger. He first came in the league. And then four, you know, whenever four, he won the Super Bowl with the Steelers, Super Bowl 40. That's enormous. Yeah, that's whenever he started getting just big. So he ran a 4-4 at 250 pounds. That is fuck. Dude, he could fucking move, man. Dude, that is Remember insane. that super snowy game versus the fucking Bears where he ran over Erlacher and just kept going? Yeah, that was fantastic. Anyway, Dude, watching the A-Train really got me into football. I was going to put him – he was my second, the one to announce, but given the transition of you mentioning certain people, I was like, I was throwing my quarterbacks. But, dude, I'm telling you, man, do yourself a favor. After listening to this podcast, go look at Troy Palmolo talking shit on Charlie Weiss, number one. <laughs> number two, go look up A-Train's highlights, dude. It's unreal. And you guys probably remember, so I'll send you guys a video of it, dude. You're going to be like, Damn. That was the guy you wanted to Madden for your lead blocker. And you can dump out into the flats when you needed to. But anyway, that was just a little fun podcast we decided to do this week. Next week, or not next week, we're going to do every two weeks. Um, two weeks from now, we'll come out with our list of players we do not like. And Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Rogers Someone we mentioned tonight is on there. <laughs> Yeah, I would also do Aaron Rodgers, but I think we're both just gonna rip him to pieces. I mean, I mean, you can just so I don't even have you to can do share that. it on mine. Yeah, yeah, we don't have enough time. I think for that. I hate him more. Um, I, I hate him a lot. You guys are just, I just can't. I just, if I got in there too, we would just do an entire episode. We could just do a whole episode on Rodgers. Really, he's want. not worth it. He's not worth it. Yeah, but to get your anger out. He's the out. scum of the earth. It'll no, never he's get just going to get me more angry about him. All right, I next know week, he's still in the NFL. Two weeks from now, we're doing a whole Rodgers podcast. And then oh, we're, he's not worth you know, a we're half doing hour. It. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's going to turn into a whole episode. You know it. Once we'll, I unleash you, we'll, once we'll, I unleash you. We'll do him last. God, we'll be here all day. We'll be here for until <laughs> until September when football starts. Anyway. Every podcast here on now is about how Runch Rodgers sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and to get anyway. you all hyped up for the next season. 
Anyway, we'll uh, wrap that one up. Um, Jordy, you got anything going out? Just go back and watch career highlights of pretty much anybody back in the day. And it's just so fun. Sammy Baugh? Yeah, definitely watch his highlights. That dude was a freak in the 30s. Anyway. Hey, man. If you want to go back and watch Black and White, go for it. I won't My man that. was the quarterback, and then he played defense, and he punted the ball. Still has all the records for punting, FYI. But <laughs> who's counting? Who's counting? Zombeck? I got two things. First, hit us up in the comments with your favorite players. Players change yep. the game for you. And second, I'm going to hit you guys with a fun fact since you mentioned WD-40. In the outdoor world, you can actually spray WD-40 on your uh, lures, and it'll help you catch some fish. You know why? Because the main ingredient, all you guys want to take a guess what the main ingredient in WD-40 is? Mercury. No, I have no idea. <laughs> nah. Fish oil. Fish eat fish oil? I Wouldn't mean, that be like cannibalism? Some fish, some fish know, eat but... other fish. You use fish as bait. Good point. Good point. Huh. It's a very dad knowledge. I mean, WD-40 is named. It was the uh, 40th try to get rockets they were launching into space from rusting. Because <laughs> water displacement, and it was the 40th try, so named WD-40. That's fantastic. Dude, you were – that's how you know your dad. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, like Zombeck said, give us some feedback. We also have an email now. You guys can give us uh, any kind of request you want, anything you want to hear, anything we want to talk about. If you want to say Zombeck sucks, go to the email. You can email us at beerfriendsfootball at gmail.com. Um, we also have our website of our fantasy stats. If you want to look at how bad Zombeck is, you can go to beerfriendsfootball.com. Um, yeah, and that's it for us. Thank you guys for listening.